What is going on, everyone? This is Seth, one of the co-hosts of Engage Podcast. Hope you're doing good. Hope your week's going good. If you're new to the podcast, we highly advise that you hit subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, or Spotify, um, wherever you're hearing my voice right now, hit subscribe. That way, you will get notified every time we come out with a new episode of Engage Podcast. So ultimately, it's going to make things easier on you. So go ahead and do that. Also, um, if you don't know yet, we're doing a um, uh, a bit of a campaign right now for our YouTube page. If the if you go onto the our YouTube page, which the link is just down below, if you click that link, it will take you right to our page. If you subscribe to our page, your name gets put into a hat. And at the end of the summer, so at the end of August, so about a month from now, we're going to pick a random name out of that hat. And if the person probably, you know, hopefully will be you, if you live in the local area and your name is picked, you will have an opportunity to be a guest on our show. If you don't live in the local area and your name gets picked, then we, me as, you know, we as in me and Pastor Anthony, we will send you one of Anthony's favorite books completely free with our name signed on the inside cover. So you either will be a member of the show for an episode or you'll get a free book with our name signed on the inside. It's a win-win for you. So go ahead and just do that as well. Um, so hit subscribe to wherever you're listening to this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you just hit subscribe one time, boom, you're done. Um, also, uh, if you haven't uh, come and checked it out yet, our 11 a.m. Sunday morning services. Unfortunately, because we're outside and, you know, with wind and things like that, um, the sermon recordings do not give the, ser- the service justice. It's one of those things like it's kind of like a punk rock band. You, you, you got to just you got to come and see it live in order to really get the, the, the just the overall experience and the he- like just the weight of glory that you can get at a service. So 11 a.m., Faith Presbyterian Church, outside service. It's a lot of fun. If you like being outside, you like doing something a little bit different than what we normally do for church, that is the perfect way, perfect thing for you to do. All right, so that's enough of announcements. Our guest today is a very good friend of mine. He's actually, um, he's in a way, family. He's married to my wife's cousin. Uh, his name is Dan Effenite. He is the creator and the host of the Breaking News Newcastle news page. That link for that's also down below. Um, he was a fantastic guest. I loved talking to him, loved having him, and I know you are going to enjoy yourself too. So give it up for our friend, Dan Effenite. to Engaged Podcast here at Faith Presbyterian Church. This is where we are continuing our series called Leader to Leader, where we sit down with individuals who are leaders and influencers in our community. And today we're super excited to have Dan F. Knight on. Uh, Dan is the the um, leader of the, the Breaking News Facebook page platform for uh, community development. And Dan also works for marketing uh, director of Cervaxnet. We are so glad you're here. Thank you for having me. 
Um, really looking forward to being here. Uh, as soon as I heard you were you were actually doing a podcast in the, the Sharon Herald, I read your article in the Sharon Herald and um, really motivated uh, anybody that's doing anything good in the community. Very happy to help in any way I can. So we'll make sure you get as much attention as possible. Sweet. I love nice. it. And Seth, how's it going today? Good. I'm on my second cup of coffee. Death Wish coffee. Wow. It's, if we good. keep mentioning Death Wish coffee, will they send us free Death Wish coffee? Potentially, yes. Um, so Death Wish, Death Wish is uh, you get you can only get it on Amazon, right? I got it at uh, Walmart actually. Really? Yeah. Really? I heard that's a uh, famous stuff. It's it's the best. My brother gave it to me a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, that is the best cup of coffee I've ever had, and it was like. I felt so energized afterward, and I'm like, so I I had to buy it, and that's what we have here. Yeah, you know, I got it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The irony of Death Wish Coffee is that we're sitting in a church right now doing really uplifting things, and then when we offer people it coffee, just, you're like, sure, what kind? Death Wish. Yeah, Death Wish. You know, you gotta from a marketing perspective, you gotta look at Death Wish, and you gotta it begs the question. You know, what were they thinking? Like it. Is this for, listen, I've had a thousand cups of coffee and nothing does it good anymore. I need to switch to something stronger. Here's, this looks, this looks like it might kill me. I I think what it is, is they probably had probably seven different names that they wanted to give it, but every one of them was taken. So finally they were like, we'll just call it Death Wish. Because like, I don't know, like, because I, I, I think the exact same thing too. I'm like, that's not very appealing but again, if their 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 promo is that it's the highest amount of caffeine they could legally put into a coffee, you know, a cup of coffee, it would make sense why call it Death Wish Coffee because if you can't handle it, you'll die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you find us okay today? I did a little bit. I mainly, yes. I found the building. I uh, I missed that turn. Okay. Um, it's a sharp it, turn, yeah. Yeah. Anybody that visits, you may want to just uh, let them know that, that that turn's a little bit difficult. Yeah. Especially when there, there's that uh, cornfield thing right in front of it. So even if like we have our sign, that cornfield that's right next to our, our, our church, it blocks the sign. So you can't see it as you're, as you're driving until you're like right there. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it marks it as a street. If it just said, here's your entrance, figure out a way in, that'd be fine. But it marks it as like a street, and you're not expecting oh. it to be right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's, that's what happened to me. So, mm-hmm. Gotcha. There's, there's been some folks that that's happened to. So, well, yeah. you're here. Yeah, I am here. Well, I'm here, and I'm glad. glad to be here. All right. Yeah. Tell we us. all use the same mics, too. Mine's we a little do. bit different. Well, is- yeah, I mean, I, I use the Yeti Blue. Okay. The Yeti Blues. Uh, they are they are great great little guys there. They're so they're so the, the quality is so high that they can hear you blink. Yeah, yeah. They pick up everything, and this is on the lowest setting. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is on the lowest gain setting. Yeah, I, I've yeah because especially with him, uh, his is on the highest gain setting. It looks like. I think his is on the lowest. Yeah, because it's low to high, so his is on on the oh, lowest. Maybe I'm looking at it backwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, because with with him, I thought for the longest time I'd have to put his up higher because he tends to talk all the way back here. But if you put it even to like the what the nine o'clock spot, you like you hear everything, digestion, 
<laughs> swallowing yeah. like you it's it's they're they're so sensitive um so like yeah but my thing is you can always turn it up in the editing mode but if it's too high you can't you can't there's a there's little you can do after that yeah so but you know you know yeah they're they're very sensitive um uh, what's nice about it is the range of recording that they pick up oh yeah cool yeah well dan tell us a little bit about yourself so the probably the reason the reason why i tell you why i i'm here uh essentially is to we've got uh, so I am the marketing director for Servaxnet. I'm also the, the one of the biggest community advocates, or at least I would dub myself one of the biggest community advocates for Newcastle. Uh, I developed a page. Uh, the name of the page is The Breaking News, and you can't see me if you, you know, this is a podcast, but you can't see me. I'm actually doing the double karate chop, as everybody knows it. Um, uh, the Breaking News started out as a, as a page to basically be a community advocate, right? So if you're doing something right in the community, we want to give you attention. And it was developed because we were sick of everybody sort of saying, you know, if you follow any Newcastle community news page or breaking page or discussion page, if you follow anything, it's it's very negative. It's very negative in nature. And so we kind of wanted to hijack that and turn it into something positive. Uh, in terms of Servaxnet, I'm also I'm also very into the economic development side of Newcastle as well. Uh, Servaxnet offered me a position to be a to be their basically their head marketer. Um, we kind of make up titles there because it's three guys in an office uh, right now at the 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 Newcastle building, but it, they have corporate headquarters and such. But that having been said, we've gotten a lot of marketing done for the city and we've worked in we've worked in collaboration with the the new the city and the county on developing economic projects as well so we're very happy with the progress of the of those things there's a lot of negativity um you mentioned just the city of newcastle but i'm sure you'd agree that news in general tends to be focused on the negative yes um Here's a, here's an interesting thing about news is, would you watch it if it was all positive, right? Would you watch would you watch all positive news? And and so you have to wonder. Personally, I I I don't care. I'd rather you not watch than show something you know show something negative, or I'd rather clarify something or look at it from an objective point of view. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any news that isn't subjective anymore i think i don't i just i feel like it's just all very two-sided so negativity negativity comes from building your own narrative see the news stations anymore i don't i don't feel like they want to um be positive i don't feel like they want to be anything but whatever story they want to drive you know yeah everything's scandals everything is falling stars everything is it's all negative stuff because I mean, I tell you, like, I personally, like, as far as news goes, I hate those, like, those morning news shows. And I think the reason why is because they're, it's like, I don't want to say it's too positive, but, like, it's almost, like, unrealistic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's so weird that you just brought that up because I'm like, that's that's so true because, like, the news, news shows I don't watch are the ones that are, like, built to be more positive. I don't watch the news a lot anyways, but... That's inter- That's an interesting insight. It's it makes it hard. 
right? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd ask you the question, where do you get your news from? And you can automatically give somebody a set of values, right? So if you say, hey, I watch CNN, you automatically hand somebody a set of values that you that almost makes them very predictable as people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that negativity, you can tell what type of negativity they're going to have or what type of positive ideas they're going to have, it, it, you know, and it, hmm. unfortunately... Unfortunately, that's that's a major problem inside of national TV. It's sensationalism. Yes. It sells. That's how people tune in. But you do ask a pretty good question. And I, I'm interested, actually, in the listener. So if you're out there, think about that question and drop a line in the comments. Would you listen to the news if it was purely positive? I'm, I'm curious. You know, I'm really curious to see what, what people would say to that. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, were you raised in a house where, like, somebody was always watching the news? It was constantly on on TV? I was. Uh, personally, my parents were. Uh, my mom was never... My, my dad was never home, and neither was my mom. So it was basically all the... The only thing that was on TV was... Uh, spongebob essentially so okay uh yeah yeah, yeah. but i can i can say this uh, i can say this about what you watch is people really don't have an idea of what they want to watch and i know this sounds crazy but if you think about it and i, I can actually speak to this with some data we had Polls. We do polls, and I, I know you don't. Uh, you don't. You will be uh, uh, very active on our page once you once you kind of learn about it. But Seth, I know you've seen some of the stuff. Mm -hmm. And what, one of the things we do is we actually poll the audience, and we say, you know, what are you interested in? What would this be? What would that be? And then we gauge. We give them exactly what they want, and we gauge it by views. Right. The the ultimate test of something is how many views a thing gets. Right. And so. I'll give you some of our, you know, we said, what do you want? And, you know, people wanted to hear from local politicians and, and things like that. And so we sat down and we had those interviews. Well, the biggest things we've done so far was we've hosted the debates. We've hosted the, the city debates. We've hosted the, um, the Republican primary debates. And we hosted the city debates. We, we also hosted the county debates. And the... The number one watched thing was where there was a lot of animosity. There was a lot of tension in in the uh, one particular general election debate that we had. The other thing that that uh, had the most views was something of uh, was when the 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 um, BLM protests were happening. I don't have a, I don't know what exactly what the movement's called, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna refer to it as the BLM uh, protest. If there is a better name for it, I don't know it. Um, but uh, that said, the, the BLM protest, that had, you know, 20,000 views in a matter of moments. And why do you think that is? is you can't say, I want to watch people protest, right? You don't know that. Um, or you don't know what you want to watch until it's available and you just can't take your eyes away. And so one of the interesting things we've pulled up with is, you know, that, that never showed up on a list. We, we don't want people, you know, going crazy on a list but it's there, right? And the, and you watched it. Well, this in this particular case, you were hoping it was happening, or you were watching to see if it happened. But um, that said, that said, the the other thing would have been the mayoral debates, which was one of the most interesting caveats of our of our whole film script. You know, um, people started watching city council meetings, but they don't they don't hit as hard. 
they don't hit as hard as these hard-hitting interviews that we have with people. And uh, you know, the live stream versus the live stream attendance versus the after watches, uh, they can get higher or lower. But essentially, people don't know what they want until you come up with something, and that's your job as a creator is to is to get in there and you kind of got to mix around. You know, you you kind of gotta you kind of gotta stir the pot a little bit and see what see what flavors of ice cream you're making and see if they're good, mm-hmm. and that's that's what um, that's one of the biggest things we've been having, um, uh, we've we've been really successful at, and that's one of the the things that no one understands what we do, and what we do is we we have the conversation, you know, mm-hmm. we give the people what they want even when they it is that they don't know what they want. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, go ahead. I knew you might want to ask a question. One of the things I usually the guests when they're on here, I have either a personal connection or I've, I know them pretty well. You're you're new to me, and you know Seth, and that's that's cool. But one of the things that I asked you before you were on the show, in the what you called the vetting process, which I thought how accurate you're right. when you said that you were smart enough to know he's seeing if he's going to sit in this office, right? Sure. I asked you, what do you do? Give give the person who's unfamiliar with the show listening to this, what is it that you do? So the the way I I had trouble answering that question too. Um, uh, the best the best way I can describe myself is I am a platform, right? A personal a personal brand that is a platform for people that are doing well. If you plan on doing well, or if you have an idea that I can get behind, or after some level of vetting, um, we believe that is a positive idea or may bring about a positive change, I am there for you to stand on. And whether that is whether that is with the breaking news, whether that is with Servaxnet, and um, we're also starting the Regional Technology Center as well, which is going to be a uh, basically a technology uh, a technology council, so to speak. And uh, I give you the platform that you need to be successful. However, I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm going to save everybody because I can't, right? I, I can't, I, I look at people and I, I look at what they've done and I say, do I want to work with this person? Have they put up enough effort for me to step in and say, okay, let's talk about your next step. And that's that's essentially what I am. I'm the next step. All right, very good. Um, so, how would people get in touch with you? Get a hold of you? I am extremely accessible on Facebook, um, almost to the level of too accessible on Facebook. I make it a point to answer. Every, yes, uh, Seth's laughing. Uh, almost almost a point. I make it. Uh, I make it a point to answer every comment every question, every mention towards me, I make it a point to answer and, and engage and connect with as many people as possible, uh, whether they agree with me or not. Uh, there's been some knockdown drag outs and you know who you are. Uh, they've, you know, but uh, eventually they end up being my friend afterwards because they understand, you know, as I, I believe in a strong moral compass, right? And you can't go wrong with that. No one can hate you um, no one can hate you if you just stand by your own convictions. So I, I get in arguments. I, you know, I get in arguments. I've, I've been accused of everything in the book, which I know that's how I know I'm being even, right? That's um, when you're dealing with uh, politicians, especially. Uh, what will happen is 
all have two sides of us, two sides politicians, you know, a Republican and a Democrat, and they'll go after each other and they'll say, well, Dan's being biased towards the, the Democrat candidate or Dan's being biased towards a Republican candidate. And I know that if both sides hate me, <laughs> <laughs> that means you're somewhere in the middle. That, yeah, that means we're delivering the information just how it should be. This is how you know you hit your goal when everybody hates you. It, essentially, yes. Per- perfect. It, yes. <laughs> that is, yes, that is absolutely it. They hate me, but they, uh, there are, there, there, I, I kid you not, there are people out there that, uh, they don't appreciate it, but they watch. Um, and there are people out there that absolutely, you know, and, and if you're out there and you do send me, if you do send me messages that say, you know, thank you for what you're doing, just just so you know, I, I really appreciate that. There's 10 times more people that will tell me yeah. that they appreciate what I'm doing. And that's that's really what keeps me going. Because if it was all hate, I, I wouldn't, uh, wouldn't do it. I would just, you know, go kayaking. Excuse me. Um, you mentioned a few things. I want you to tease out a little bit. Yeah. You're married. Yes. What's oh your, yeah. What is your wife's name? Kristen. Kristen Effinite. And how long have you been married? So, I've been married. To, we celebrate our ten year anniversary. But I've been dating Kristen since I was sixteen years old. So I'm thirty five now, and that means that since I was sixteen, we've been together longer than we've actually been alive. Mm-hmm. Does that does that make sense? Am I saying mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. There's more years that we've been together. Since I've been alive, then there's less years that we've been apart. You you make it a point to be available for others, and you you um, interact with your your audience. Has that has that ever caused an issue with with her at home going, damn, shut the computer off, right? So, and, and I'm not asking you to share personal stories. My point is is for the audience out there, how do you balance? that kind of work life and family life because today more than ever you know you're you're heavily involved in online stuff before when you went to work you walked into work you punched in you did your eight or nine hours you punched out and you were home well now with the advent of the internet and the things that we're involved with the the lines are blurred so terribly that there's really no punching in and punching out you're sort of working all the time so tell us and maybe it's not an issue Maybe it's not, but tell us how uh, you balance that work life plus being a good uh, husband. I'm looking at you shocked because that's such an amazing question that, you know, that wasn't prompted or anything. You pulled that out and that's, uh, that's what it takes to be a great, you, that's a great interview question and I'm going to steal that. Um, just so you know that, just, that's why I'm looking at you amazing. Uh, just because trademark that's a, Anthony Corditis Bastard fake president. Yeah, great that. question. And and when you ask about when you ask about their work life, <laughs> the there's a there's a work life balance um, that everybody tries to achieve. And here's my problem. Here's my problem it, in terms of in terms of dealing with um, you know Kristen and and I and and our balance in our relationship. Uh, the answer to that is, yeah, we've had some, we've had some, some discrepancies and it, it was more scheduling issues than it was dealing with, Hey, you're always gone or, or this, it was like, Hey, well, I have this thing. It's really important to this person. And, you know, you want to go out to dinner. So, you know, we can, we can schedule, hmm. you know, we just, it's just bad scheduling issues. Um, I can, I can say that, you know, being, again, we've been together for so long that we're very comfortable 
uh, in our relationship that, you know, I can do X, Y, she can do, you know, X, Y, and it, it doesn't, doesn't really affect us. If she wants to go for a weekend with her friends, I feel no ways about it. And if I want to, you know, have this, uh, and do this or work till this time, she, no, neither one of us, we get along very well. Um, in terms of, in terms of her engagement inside of there, I wish she was more of a cheerleader, you know, but she doesn't, she doesn't, because she knows me so well, she doesn't necessarily look at it as a big deal as everybody, as everybody on the outside looking mm-hmm. in does, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, we have a, we have a very large reach of people mm-hmm. and I do, I get recognized in certain events and things like that. And I'm not, I'm by no means saying, you know, I'm celebrity status or, or anything like that. Please don't. Um, please don't think that, but you know, I do get recognized enough to where, you know, she, I think, I think it's funny and she's like, she doesn't see, she doesn't see or understand the concept of it because she sees me every day. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, you asked about, you know, the, what the work-life balance is or what, where my lines are and they are very blurred, uh, it, it, you know, dealing with, dealing with leveraging relationships and, and having to, Having to work at a company with a marketing director without a without an entire marketing department, where you are the marketing department, that means that yeah. that means at any moment I've got to fly out this way, or I've got to go do this, or I've got to drive here and meet this guy, and then all while still maintaining the 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 uh, breaking news. Uh, so it it can get very very difficult to have this line of work life balance, and I actually can't be bored. And that's the, the whole reason why uh, the the breaking news started is because I, I you know you you have hobbies right you you lift you you practice music you you um, you learn coding you follow your interests essentially right so I just got bored right and I needed to fill my time with something else and I just can't be bored and so this the breaking news brought on a new level of projects whether that's in audio development um, dealing with uh, we talked a little bit about uh, um, editing softwares software that we use and now working with Servaxnet dealing with a large amount of hosting we did we did kind of side skirt around uh, doing podcasts and things like that because it's it's very easy to do but you know there's you just can't be bored you just can't sit around i I, i'm not that guy yeah Hmm. and plus he's you know you and we see a little bit of this hopefully we see more you're you can't be bored because the rock that goes in water is your breaking news page but then the ripples are all of the different things you have on there and then on top of that all the comments that's very well said Right, You're, it's a living thing, and so every new interaction is, is something new. It really is, and so in that way, yeah, it's kind of thrilling. I like that. Yeah. So we posted, you posted something of ours, the uh, the podcast, I think last week, and immediately there was a, a criticism. <laughs> right. Right. And we, I called you right away, and um, you're like, "Don't worry about it," and I just. I wasn't worried, like it didn't get to my heart, but, and and for Seth and I working in the church, this is a, fortunately for us, this is a nice culture here. It's church, you know, not all churches are like this, but we have a particularly, I, I would say, blessed it's, situation, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So people are generally very nice, um, 
you know, if, if somebody wants to criticize you, they'll usually be thoughtful about it and they'll talk to you, but they'll do it in a way that's thoughtful. And right away, it was like the first thing we put, there was a, an immediate slant, right? <laughs> yes. I um, apologize. Yeah, and it, it's fine. And I know that's the risk you take when you put yourself out there. But you probably get that way more with a, a, a more, more criticism. How do you deal with that? Um, there's only things, there's only like a few things that hit home. And so if someone, someone would be like, oh yeah, Dan's bald, I'm okay with that. That's, that's a fair assessment, <laughs> right? They're not, a, they're not revealing some secret. Yeah, exactly. It, there's, there's only, there's only a few things that will really get to me. Um, and those things, those things, the, the way I deal with them is just like anybody else. I, I go through my cycle where it's like, Hey, uh, I'm not allowed to. I've been. I can't swear on this show. That's right. This um, is but, this is but, the no swear yeah, zone. This is the, <laughs> the no swearing no show. Swear so just for the record, it's difficult. I'll fill those. I'll fill those in with ums. Uh, so <laughs> that said, that said, um, we <laughs> we I go through that cycle, right? And I get angry. I you know you not even angry. You, you get irritated. You get a blip of that irritation. You write out something, you read it over, and then you delete it. And you're like, you know what? Then you assess if you should send it mm -hmm, first, mm -hmm. and then you delete it. 99% of the time, I just delete it. Mm -hmm. But it feels good to get it out. I don't try to, to be adversarial. Uh, there are some things, and, and I'll say this too, I don't. I have my opinions, but I keep them to myself. And that's really hard to do when you're, when you're interviewing someone. You know, think about all the times when you've had people on here that you don't necessarily agree with, that you have to keep your mouth shut and go, this guy's just crazy. And I want to say, I want to talk to him. I want to I wanna really uh, go after this craziness, but I just have to ask more questions. And so being in the position where you ask questions really puts you in a position of control over your own emotions. And I've realized that over time. And, and I'm sure you have, I'm sure you've had doing all these interviews. You are, you're in control because you're the one asking the questions. And it gives you a better understanding of controlling your own emotions and controlling your own thoughts and ideas. Hmm. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to say, thank God that my typo wasn't crispy fries. <laughs> crispy fries. Crispy fries. It was yes. just the, well, the... Give folks the background so they know what we're referring to. So yeah. when we did, when we when we posted the Chris Fry podcast episode, um, when I typed in the information, not once, not twice, but three times, when I was spelled out his name, F-R-Y-E, my phone autocorrected it to just F-R-Y, and I didn't catch it. And then uh, I submitted it, and before I realized it, it wasn't even on the break. It, it wasn't even on Facebook for not even like an hour, and you had shared it, and someone commented, "Wow, they couldn't even get his name right," or it was something to, 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 to that effect. And I'm like, "Oh man!" So I quickly went back and I had to edit. I went into YouTube. Apple Podcasts everywhere to try to change the name, and it was like I cannot believe I didn't catch that. So that was the, that was the criticism. So let me say this: the the person, I don't know if she's going to listen to this podcast, but her name's Ronnie Dam, and Ronnie Dam is 
believe it or not, the very first interview that I had. So the person that, that went on to say that to you was actually one of the candidates that were running for mayor hmm. uh, inside of inside of Newcastle. And um, she didn't win. She didn't win. But we've developed a, a sort of, you know, friendship. And you develop friendships with, with all these people you would never expect. Like right. you and I, we're going to be friends. Seth and I, full disclosure, Seth and I, we're kind of family. We're how do you? We're family, right? We're family. Is that, yeah. is that how you say that? Family or? through. I mean, say family through marriage. Yeah, we're family. Thank you. We're family through marriage, um, and uh, but you don't. You develop all these crazy relationships with people that you would have never expected. Now, Ronnie Damashi, a hundred percent appropriate by you know calling you out. Well, it's Facebook. That's you know when you put yourself out there on Facebook, you you leave yourself and, and not on just Facebook alone. Just when you put yourself out there, let's yeah. say. You leave yourself open to anything, right. anything, and if it's if there's something wrong, you're gonna you're gonna know about it. And it's that's mm-hmm. how long it took, mm-hmm. you know. So, to, but to go full circle, um, the crispy fries comment was is after you put Chris Fry F R Y, right? The autocorrect took the e off. Yeah. Dan, yes. uh, very selectively and with some humor said, "That's nothing because my phone autocorrects it crispy fries." Mm-hmm. So thank you for. Yeah, for stepping in and, and making it lighthearted. Chris Fry and I, um, Chris Fry and I, we, again, we, you know, one of those relationships you develop. So him coming on, I'm, his interview was absolutely wonderful. You know, he is a he is a man of God, that's for sure. He is a uh, he's a strong individual, and he's he's got his moments where he's like really tough, you know. And so th- there's something there that you have to respect about the guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so I text him as crispy fries though, so he's he's very crispy fries. <laughs> well, I mean that's happened. I think almost every guest we've ever had, my phone. I I've actually considered getting rid of the autocorrect because especially with the names, it I can't tell you how many times, um, like the uh, Longinetti, mm-hmm. um, it. It, it keeps wanting to break up his name, and mm-hmm. it, I, I had to fight it three or four times mm-hmm. to get it to not autocorrect it. But uh, yeah, and of course, I mean, the whole thing was obviously my fault for for not reading through it and catching it before. But uh, do you remember when you wrote my name the first couple times? What it autocorrected to? You don't remember? Jeff Goldblum. Remember that? When we post this, you're going to see the picture of Dan and I. <laughs> And look at my face because apparently these two, uh, two characters it's, in here tell me that I look like the guy from Jurassic Park. What you you have to you have to say that I I, I messed it up before and I said, um, oh who was it? John Goodman. From, John Goodman. Yeah. I got my actors mixed up and I yeah, called him. I was kind of bummed out. I said the guy from Roseanne. <laughs> and I, no, the guy from The Fly. Okay, so, okay, we're good. I was escorted out of the interview. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this almost didn't happen. You walked in here and you, you said something that caught my eye. It was a little quote. Where's your bathroom? No, not where's the bathroom. No. <laughs> you, you said, I'm, and I want to get it right. So I don't know if I am, but sure. it's, I'm uncomfortable by being Uncomfortable? Uncomfortable being uncomfortable. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Is that a motto of yours, or is that just something that came out of your mouth, like that moment? No, that is a, that is definitely something I live by. So uh, you sent me a list of questions, and I read down to the third one, and I said, you know what? I want to I wanna answer these genuinely. 
And if you ever did anything, there's there's a whole. I have layers. You know, everybody knows that. Seth Seth especially knows that because he sees me during you know family events. <laughs> uh, so I, I have a business side. I have a serious side. And and there's there's just a there's not much of a filter. And I wanted I wanted to give that to you today because actually this is the first time that I've ever been interviewed. So believe it or not, you're getting the first the Boom. first yeah uh, first interview with me. So this is the first time I've said on the other side. How's it going in your estimation? Uh, I feel like I'm talking a lot. I feel like I'm talking. I'm over talking. That's what it, it essentially feels like. Uh, but. It's again. I'm used to being on the other side of the table, mm-hmm. so I think to myself, "Do people really care? <laughs> you know, that's, a, that's a, do people really care about what I what I put on the breaking news?" And you know, but obviously, you know, three thousand people in the last video, five thousand in the next, twenty thousand in the next. So people do watch what I do. So. Wait till they see this one. Oh, it, we're gonna get in the millions. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Billions, Bill- maybe. We'll break Facebook. We'll beat uh, Takashi 6 9 There you go. <laughs> I have no idea dream. what that means, but I like it. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to your story, okay? Talk to us about influences. Um, who are the people that have influenced you in your life? But not just who. Tell us why. What are, what are the qualities, the characteristics about them? So this is the one question. This is, the I think, the last question I did read. And you are... You said Brian Pruitt's your cousin. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if I wanted to say that on air. But okay, sure. sorry. I'm Cut kidding. it out. I'm Just kidding. bleep it. Bleep it. So his best friend is Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan's brother, Dono, is his uh, Dono Ramovich is his name. He's one of the biggest influences that, that have um, brought me kicking and screaming through everything that I do well right now. And to kind of give you an example of our relationship uh, me and Dono is I was 12 years old didn't know how to ride a bike he forced me to ride a bike because all 12 year olds should know how to ride a bike by then right so that's that's our relationship with me and Dono is that he's always been there for me he's always been a positive influence we've started you know companies together we've you know we've done well in in auto parts and it's all thanks to him and his family and so I'm very very grateful uh, when, you know, when you're at such a young age and you're, there's two people at a young age, his mother, um, uh, her name, her name, we, her nickname was B-Frog and we always say shout outs to B-Frog when we mention her. Uh, but I, I'm very fortunate to have positive influences in my life that I didn't necessarily get a lot of positive influences from directly in my family. I got them, I got them sort of outsourcing, mm-hmm. if you will, uh, all these, all these major players in my life were all I'm very grateful to have. So that number one would be definitely be Dono, and hmm. he still to this day is a part of my life. He lives in Nashville. He moved. He did all the work to move me to Nashville. He he, you know, basically advocated for me to own my own business, um, and that brings me. You asked uh, two of them, right? You said there was okay. So the the next one would be Wes. And his name's Wes Shutt. He's the the owner and operator of of Capital Accounts. And Capital Accounts, uh, when I went there, they moved me down to Nashville. It was 2008. And he put me right next to his cubicle. I sold collection sales for him for, you know, years. And I, he had such an impact on me. Like the, the person you're speaking to right now is the sum 
of you know Dono, Wes, and and a few other people in my life. But the the person you're speaking to is I'm just a sum of those people, and and that's why they they they're the biggest two shares of that. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, w- what is the quality like? What is the character quality that you admire about them, or that they they have invested in you, and you try to sort of incorporate it in your own life? So Dono's the type of person that you can put inside of a desert and he'll figure out how to make money. And when you start to think about when you start to think about who you are, where your place is in the world, uh, one thing that Dono does well is knows that, right? He knows who he is very well, and that's a characteristic that you don't see in very many people. You know, we're all a lot of us are just wanderers, right? looking for definitions where Dono just knows what he knows what he likes no if you go to his house there's you know there's very little technology around but but the guy is but the guy is a guru uh, in terms of website development and and uh, auto parts and things like that but when you go to his house there's there's no pictures on the wall you know he's, he's just focused on the one thing because nothing else inspires him other than the things that he's interested in. And if we could all be so focused, you know, uh, that Wes, Wes, the the one thing I admire about him is that there is no, you almost want to say he's stoic uh, to where there is no, there is no give up in him. And he doesn't get any emotions involved when it's business, it's business, period. And when he's talking to you, he has a, he, he always pushes you no matter what, no matter if you're doing great. I was top salesman. Um, you know, 10, 10, five years in a row, I was working on marketing, uh, doing, doing a lot of other projects and no matter what he would push me. And that's inside and outside of the relation inside and outside of the business relationship. He would, he would get mad at me. He would, he would, um, he would call me and he said, why do you want a job? You know, I will give you, we'll give you $600,000, go fly, go buy kites Mm -hmm. and go sell kites. You know, that's, that's the kind of attitude he had with me he was you know he would always just push me and push me and push me and expect me to kind of understand what things that from growing up in a small city you know a small newcastle city being in in mahoningtown god forbid uh shout out to mahoningtown uh the uh but he would just push me to do these things that you would never expect someone from that from that era or from that that city would do Hmm. very good very cool did you like living in Asheville? Uh, they dragged me kicking and screaming back, to be honest with you. my The, the deal was is that when we got married, when me and my wife got married, is that we would move back here and start a family. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, we, we're working on that. Um, the That's it. That's it. We're, I'm here, and uh, I've accepted that. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've accepted that. And as you can see, I'm doing the best I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I can't, if I can't go out there and I can say, this isn't the, the best place, well, what's it need? All right, let's start with that. You know, and if I, if we chisel away at it, I feel we can, we can get somewhere to some symbionts of a, of a, of a good city. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask you, cause like, I mean, as you know, before I lived here, I lived in St. Louis. I remember. And when you go from St. Louis to Newcastle, like it's just, it's not even, it's not even in the same ballpark as like the same type of living environment nashville is a different is a completely different city because like nashville is like it's nashville 
right? You know, so I was gonna, I was gonna see if, if like you living in Newcastle now, if your mission and almost in a way is like you're always comparing it to, to something like in Nashville, saying, I want to get a place like Newcastle to be in the future, like a Nashville, even if I never see it, because I can't help but do that with Newcastle, where I'm like, I would love to see Newcastle be like a miniature version of like a Pittsburgh or like a St. Louis. And I don't know how to do that. Um, I don't know. That's just. So there is Warren Buffett. We, we all know Warren Buffett. They call him the Oracle of Omaha. So you know what Omaha was, right? It was nothing. It was, you know, just a bum town and he turned it into what it is today. So it's not that it's impossible. I don't, I don't believe that it will ever be impossible. We're in a strategic location, right? Right. We just need to figure out our identity and we didn't, we need to move that forward. And above all else, if we never get there, we never get there. Right. All we need, it's not that, it's not as far away as we think. Mm -hmm. And it's not as close as, it's not as close as we'd like it to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're doing so much involved in the community. It's a lot, a lot of what you're doing is, is trying to lift others, you know, inspire others. What do you think uh, Newcastle needs right now? Money. Say more. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> no, I'm, uh, 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 no, essentially, essentially uh, the, the answer, the, that's the short answer, right? Mm-hmm. The, that's the, the short answer is, is money. And it's kind of, I'm kind of joking with you, but the, the truth of the matter is, is we need people to stay here, and we need we need smart, educated, ingenuitive people. Mm. That's what we need. We need ingenuity, mm. and we've spent. And I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus of old leadership, new leadership. But we've spent so long with, hey, can you get me a job here? Can you do this for me there? Uh, inside of our own local government that it kind of it kind of gave us a point where you know they everybody focused on potentially getting inside the government and versus hey I'm smart I can go out and I can make this company or I can make that company I can invest dollars in here I can I can source labor from this city I think that what needs to happen is that we need to first of all technology is a new wave Right, technology. Uh, we've got we've got our data center uh, spinning up very soon. We'll be a hub. We'll be a hub because if you look around, I believe we have 30, 40 miles of control over, or we're the only game in town for 30, 40 miles. Also, that place is huge. That's going to be my playground for developing new things. Uh, I was just on a call before I came here with uh, the the new CDC. The uh, Citywide Development Corp, not CDC, CDC, Citywide Development Corp. I was just on a, a conference call with them before I came here talking about all the potentiality of the Cervaxnet building. And they're on board. And so we do have these great groups of people that all want to do something. But to be honest with you, a lot of them have outdated views. You know, we'll never be a labor town. We just need to understand that. You know, we'll never, we're the one thing we yeah. have. The one thing we have, and the sooner we recognize, is we can pivot to technology. Right. And and the faster we do that, versus you know training a guy to work in a steel mill that will eventually be outsourced to Mexico, 
Also, they're social. There's a lot of social programs inside of Newcastle. Not that I have a problem with social programs, but it shouldn't be taking up as much of it, as much of the 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 space of for jobs too. So if you lim- eliminate essentially government programs, you you have fifty percent less jobs and less income. So our problem's really bigger than we think. Huh. Um, but the answer, the short answer to that is, we need jobs and we need right. taxable income. I like the word ingenuity too. Ingenuity. That's, that's critical. Yeah. You you mentioned earlier something. Um, you said that you have a how did you put it? A moral compass. Hmm. What is that? Where'd you get it from? Oh man, I read that in a book and it stuck with me. And uh, if you give me a second, maybe it, maybe it was Maxwell, John Maxwell. I believe it was Maxwell. Um, don't hold me to that. Uh, uh, but yeah, strong moral compass. Strong moral compass meaning as long as you do what you feel is right, as long as you're doing what you feel is right. Um, then you, you, you just have to, how do I say this? It, opportunities come and opportunity, opportunities come and they're not always, they're not always inside of what I feel would be morally acceptable. And I immediately discard them, even though they're worth money, even though at the time I needed money, um, I still, I still won't do things that I feel that, uh, are morally, how do you say it? Morally inept. Am I, am I saying that correctly? Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just I just refuse to do anything. And and with with that also comes objective looking at things. And this is where I referenced it at is because there are some people that would um I don't want to say ruin the integrity of an interview, but yeah, is it well that's exactly what they would do. They would ruin the integrity of an of an interview by potentially coaxing someone into or asking loaded questions and things like that. Now, as a salesman, I know what those are, right? So um, I don't do that. I intentionally don't do that. I actually think about those things to be the antithesis so that you can, you as a viewer can look at things objectively. Without getting into details, keeping things um, secret, have you ever been put in a situation where you were asked to compromise your moral compass and you had to say no and it cost you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get approached. See, the breaking news has a very readable rate. So, the, the for example, you notice you guys were featured in the Sharon Herald. Mm-hmm. Um, have you noticed that I did a I did a, I did do a debate a whole I did three debates. Have you ever seen it in the Newcastle News? No. No. Um, I'll say this in terms of, I'm not, I'm not putting anybody's business out there, but you know, in terms of dealing with, uh, a, you know, almost they feel like I'm competition. And so there's opportunities to actually, there's opportunities that I get offered to, you know, solicit businesses for advertising income or basically defund or devalue the Newcastle news. And I don't have an interest in that. But those are those are things that they would rather people would rather pay me for, right? People would rather pay me advertisement because it's more likely to get um, the views and all that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're, you know, the the I'll give you an example. The newspaper sends out seven thousand papers. Well, I get three thousand hits a show, right? So the the, the difference is, is people would see if I, if they put it with me, and I wouldn't charge a thousand dollars for a page. Well, I get offered money all the time, believe it or not. I, I get offered all kinds of money to, to do advertising, but I, I, I don't take it because it ruins the integrity 
of it because what happens if this you know let's say i take a you know not that there's anything wrong with pizza joe's but let's say i take you know a thousand dollars off pizza joe's and all of a sudden they have something go wrong with their pizza now i can't what am I supposed to do? Interview Pizza Joe and have him say it's not, there's nothing wrong? I can't do that. Right. And so money corrupts, right? Money corrupts absolutely. Power corrupts absolutely. And uh, I don't have an interest in taking any money or, or developing it into um, anything than what I'm doing, which is using it. I'm using my own platform, right? For if I want, it saves me money when I, I advertised jobs yesterday. For Cervaxnet, so I'm saving money there, but I'm not. I'm not going to, um, uh, ex, uh, not extort. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to just basically use it right. for that purpose. So that's that's what I talk about when it comes to a strong moral compass. My dad used to say to me, uh, he used to quote Ben Franklin and say, "Neither a borrower or a lender be." Yeah. Uh, and you're free. You're free to do what you want and ask the questions you want. You're not beholden to anybody. Exactly. There we go. Exactly. Jeff Goldblum in the house. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I'm not behest, right? I'm not behest to anyone. I, um, you know, I, I don't do any favors. Uh, I, I have access to all the politicians because they respect that, right? So, and also, I'll say this: I don't get on. I want objective views. I don't get on and slam people. Mm-hmm. There's a there's people that will get on to the breaking news and they'll make their own personal posts. Um, and I don't slam them for having those. I don't, you know, I don't slam a politician that, you know, is because I want to hear an objective view. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing we talked about over the phone. I said, you could have a flat earther on, right? There, You could have a flat earther on. And we all know the earth's not flat. I mean, we can scientifically prove it. They scientifically proved yeah. that, it, that the earth was round. Um <laughs> But you just have to ask. You can't be like, hey, man, listen, I've got some bad news for you. You can't do that to someone, especially on air. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd say one of the things that, I mean, you just shared it now. And before we end, I just want to say one of the things that I've always respected about you a lot is that you you do what you do because you genuinely care about people and you want to help people. Like to me, one of the biggest things that stuck out to me was that one time, and I forget what the actual page is called. I apologize, but uh, when we met down at that uh, clothing store in downtown Newcastle, what was that place called? Oh, um, uh, Main Street Clothers, but it, it's no longer that. It was like yeah. some, it was just a warehouse at that point. You know? Yeah, and we met, and it was a faith-based get together. Yeah, would you call it? Pray over the city is what I believe was the name of it. Right. And to me that was so cool because you're not you're not a churchgoer. Like you're not like you didn't have a skin in the game. You weren't there to promote a church, right? Like you weren't there you were there because you saw a value in there being some sort of faith based community there. And I thought that was really, really, really cool. Like you were there because you genuinely cared. Like you were there because it wasn't gonna benefit you in any way, shape, and form as far as like getting your company promoted or whatever. You were there because you genuinely cared. And like you just said now with um you know, people offering you money, it really isn't about that. You're really just about the actual people, the actual thing, you know, and you even said too, like you are that next step. You're not there to get personal glory from what you do. You're there to give other people glory. You're there to lift other people up. And to me, um 
that's such a cool, cool, cool thing, and I wish more people were, were like that. Thank you. You're Thank welcome, you. Sir. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> oh, good. That's our goal with every that. show. We have tissues. Like to make one person cry. Uh, um, I before we wrap up, uh, I want to ask you a quick question. And usually I, I keep this question off, but because you said you didn't read it, it doesn't matter if it was on there or not. Hmm. Just curious. Um, you can you can go back in time. Right, you leave this interview and you can get in a, a, a uh, time capsule and go back, and you run into your old self. You're ten years old. What do you, what advice do you give yourself? Whew. Okay. Let me think. That's a that's a that's a good question. So ten years old. And uh, the analytical side of me wants to say, what's a 10-year-old understand? But I get, I, I <laughs> let me, uh, so what I would say, what I would say is do what makes you happy. Because money comes from what makes you happy. Follow your interest. That's it. That's, that's it. I'll stop you right there. Follow your interests not do what makes you happy because if you have to do something that if you have to do something every day it's not going to make you happy right i love what i do as a whole right but i don't love every day i walk in and so just the the number one thing is follow your interests because your interests lead you to where you you belong in life Mm -hmm. well said very good very cool yeah well, I've I've enjoyed our time together. Hey, I I really appreciate meeting you and and you know Seth, it's always been great conversations. Always. So I I really do. I love you guys. So thank you so much for having me on. Thanks. Um, will you come back in the future if we we um have something no. new and different? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. Seth, make sure you cut that part out. <laughs> no, I'm Insert I'm my voice. He said what he really said was yes. I'm happy to come back on the show. <laughs> Just. You don't know the kind of chops we do <laughs> just at, at things like that. But yeah, yeah, no, I, anytime you want to have me on, you know, any, anytime, yeah, I'm always, uh, for you, I'm here. Cool. Well, listen, this is uh, Anthony Cladaitis here at Faith Presbyterian Church, sitting with Dan F. Knight and always Seth Walters. Sam, Seth the Man Walters is here. And um, we hope that you enjoyed this, this program. We, in fact, we're confident that you will enjoy it and you have enjoyed it. And this is uh, Engaged Podcast, closing off for the day, leader to leader. We'll see you next time. <laughs>